Welcome to episode five of Square Talk. In this episode, we're focusing on sport within Freemasonry, and in particular, the age-old game of rugby. I have three special guests with us this week, Daniel Quelch, Jock Keenan, and Paul Toon. Welcome, guys. Hi, Richard. Hello. Before we start, can I just ask you to give a short introduction to yourselves and the lodges that you're in? Um, Richard, first and foremost, thank you for having us on uh, this afternoon. It's very kind of you to invite uh, the Union of Rugby Lodge and the Light Blues Rugby Club to do this podcast. Uh, my name is Daniel Quelsh. I'm the uh, incoming Primus Master of the Union of Rugby Lodge. I'm also past master of the Rovley Temple Lodge 7801 in this province and also, along with Jock and along with Paul, heavily involved in the uh, rugby club. Hi, Richard. Uh, my name's uh, Andrew Jock Keenan. Uh, I am immediate past master of the Enderby Lodge number 5061. I am the senior warden designate for the soon-to-be-consecrated soon uh, Union of Rugby Lodge, and I am the current captain of the Light Blues Rugby Football Club. Hi, Richard. I'm Paul Toon. I'm uh, past master of Night and Lodge number 4711. Uh, I'm currently the president of the Light Blues Rugby Club and uh, IPM designate of the Union of Rugby Lodge. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for the introduction. And as I said, welcome to the podcast. First question for you. When did you first get the idea to put a rugby team together from the Freemasons within the province? So it goes way back to 2014 when things actually started moving. But I'd always had, once I came into Freemasonry in 2009, I immediately noticed that there was a lot of people within Freemason that I knew through rugby. And straight away, I, I sort of thought that, you know what, there's potential here. It wasn't until about 2014 when I went to an uh, initiation at St. Peter's Lodge in Market Harbour. And there was a few drinks were had afterwards at the local Weatherspoons, And I bumped into a guy called Richard Hogg. Richard Hogg is worshipful brother Richard Hogg. He is a member of St. Peter's Lodge and was also, uh, I found out during our conversation, he got together a side, a rugby playing side in Durham. Called, and they called themselves Durham Masonic. He also, during that, during that conversation, he mentioned that he was Primus Master of a soon-to-be-consecrated lodge called the Spirit of Rugby Lodge 9910. That, for me, was my inspiration. Once I heard that it, 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 these things actually existed, things just sort of steamrolled from there. During that conversation, Richard mentioned that he had uh, organised a fixture against Scottish Freemasons in Chester the Street uh, the following year. And myself and several members of uh, the Enderby Lodge travelled up to Chester the Street and we played a side it was uh, Northumberland and uh, Durham boys playing. But that, that again, and what happened there, just uh, reinforced my resolve to see what we could do sort of less the way. Uh, the 14th of, uh, 14th, 2015, 14th of August 2015, that's when things really started to happen because I had the good fortune to bump into uh, our good friend, Daniel. We were at a, uh, uh, an evening where the uh, Rugby World Cup was doing a tour and uh, me and Daniel were invited along. I've known Daniel for many years through playing rugby. I didn't realise he was a Freemason and told him what I've been doing in the background. And Daniel straight away jumped on board and said, right, let's, let's do it. Let, let's, let's get this team, get it going. And from there, and Daniel was heavily involved with the uh, LRU. And from there, we started uh, putting the team together. Daniel doing the official stuff and myself recruiting. And that's pretty much the, the start of the journey. And um, it, it ramped up pretty quickly, uh, I noticed. And did you expect it to be as popular? as it has been. I, I think the mutual uh, love of rugby amongst Masons um, kind of brought this all to a head because, uh, you know, many Masons played for Vipers, like Jock said earlier. And we often teased that we could form our own team just on, on Vipers. And from that, you know, it kind of started to escalate 
again, it was just getting more and more um, feasible to to look at forming a, a, a lodge as well as a rugby club. I, well, uh, I can intercede that I, I always, whenever you start anything that involves rugby, it takes off. It's, it's just one of those sports that just encapsulates everything. The added bonus is that we had a captive audience to go into Freemasons and saying, do you want to play rugby? They were already playing rugby, but they'd be playing under a Masonic banner. And after our first training session, which was on the uh, 25th of August, 2015, such a massive turnout, there was only, there was only one way it was going to go. And at what point did you think to yourselves that you could take this even further? I, I know you've discussed that, obviously, you thought about creating your own speciality lodge. But at what point did you think that this has really got legs and this to change it from being a dream to putting the wheels in motion to start? We, um, from the rugby club, uh, Richard, it was evident to me that there was the backbones of a potential uh, lodge. We'd come from lodges across the province uh, and indeed further afield. And the people that were actually involved were starting to talk about wouldn't it be great to actually have our own lodge and that got us thinking in terms of can we take this forward and it was certainly the uh, inspiration to drive this forward start putting things down and getting a committee together the the big bonus to us came from the fact that we had so much support from the brethren in the province as i've just mentioned that it would be silly to not consider that next step and that next step was the natural formation and putting together a proposal for the provincial grandmaster to consider so you had support from the province what about uh, sort of local rugby clubs and freemasonry as a whole did you get support from them yeah, well, basically, the um, one of the things that we needed, we needed a ground, and because of the Masonic um, standing at Vipers, um, we had no trouble pushing it through their committee to offer us the ground and the facilities, um, so we could actually have a home ground, and we've even got a sign-up now that states it's the um, the home of the uh, Leicestershire Masonic rugby team. And uh, again, they've been kind of overwhelming supporting us, and obviously from that, um, we were getting candidates coming through from Vipers as well as other rugby teams um, because of the interest. Because it, it was a, as you know, rugby, uh, Masons can be a bit of a taboo. People don't like talking about it. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're talking to like minded people and they're, they're not afraid to kind of come forward and say, well, you know, what's all this Masons thing? And then all of a sudden they get, they're tending to get hooked up on it. And, uh, you know, obviously from, you know, the, the, the recent activities on in, interviewing candidates, um, they've all had a, a rugby background. So, again, it, it, it is, it's coming from not just the Vipers, but other local teams as well. The support from the province has just been absolutely excellent. The support at the time when we submitted the Union of Rugby Lodge proposition to form a new lodge, uh, I have to say it's probably one of the most scariest days of my life uh, that we submitted a proposition to London Road for their consideration. And that was done by Worshipful Brother Adrian Pierce on our behalf to the Provincial Grand Master. And it was a fantastic day because I spoke to Adrian shortly after submitting the proposal and the past provincial grandmaster david hagger who was extremely supportive kept on asking various questions of adrian have we considered this yes it's in the proposition have they considered that yes it's in the proposition so we certainly knew that we'd got the right tone in the proposition that we submitted david hagger couldn't have been more supportive in terms of driving this forward in the early stages to get this proposition submitted to london and that's when it really started to take off what about members? So you've got players 
playing for you that aren't Freemasons. I think I'm right in saying. So you yeah. have you managed to gain uh, new members to the lodge through rugby as well? Uh, 100% there, Richard. I mean, that, that's always our success story. We, we've currently got the first eight candidates to join are all lad, rugby playing lads that have played for the Light Blues as guests and have enjoyed our company and enjoyed the crack so much that they can see that Freemasonry, they, they look at us. We're ordinary people. They're people they've known for years. We're Freemasons. And they say, well, it can't be that wild if, you know, you guys are Freemasons. And they've gone away. They've considered it. And now they're all joining. So the first eight candidates are all players. So that's our success story. That that's that's what we want. It, we also want the probably the biggest the bigger thing for me is is when a Freemason, a, a non-rugby playing Freemason, turns up at training and starts playing rugby. We've got a couple of them. Worshipful brother Mark Ford is uh, an absolute star. He'd never played rugby before. Great Freemason, Tudor House Lodge. He came along. I, I, this was I love rugby. I've never played. Within two months, he was training. He was playing. And now you wouldn't know that Worshipful brother Mark Ford had never played rugby before. So for me, he's he's a success story. Going back to the to the. Can I just add that he's still learning to catch though. Oh yes, he's still. Late. <laughs> I'll let you tell him. That. Okay. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll listen to this. So. <laughs> but officially, we've got around about sixty founding officers. Sorry, sixty founding members and officers. We have thirty joining members. We have the ten candidates. Eight of which are. Well, they're all they're all rugby players, but eight of them have actually played for the Light Blues and are now joining the lodge. That's just incredible. Well, you're going to have a busy year then when we get back to it, aren't you? <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. The, the, first, the first meeting is obviously consecration. The second meeting is, a, I think we said, we're going to do a quadruple initiation. Uh, am I right in saying that, Daniel? You can put uh, right. Yes, that, that that is right, uh, Jock. It will be a quadruple in, initiation as our first regular meeting. And I think also taking some issues forward with regards to what the Provincial Grand Master Peter Kinder has kindly offered us with Paul Wallace is that they wish us to get the people, uh, uh, get our candidates uh, initiated as quickly as possible and have asked us to concentrate on doing that instead of doing second or third degree ceremonies. Uh, and they will be uh, farmed out to other lodges that may be struggling uh, to do those particular ceremonies so that we can actually go and support those other lodges and get our candidates through the seconds and the thirds which is a great idea and also epitomizes the way we wish to spread the word of the Union of Rugby Lodge by visiting different lodges and uh, uh, helping them on their way. I think the main point we've got is that the provincial team have been extremely supportive of everything that we wish to do and indeed of up with their own ideas how they can provide that additional support just focus on the team for a moment uh, the light blues uh, rugby team where is it going in the coming years do you have any ambitions for the team absolutely daniel and myself we've been instrumental in uh, helping other lodges uh, sorry other provinces form rugby teams daniel was uh, uh, very heavily involved with a team up north uh, west lancashire they've now got a very successful rugby team not successful enough to beat us yet but they're uh, they're getting better they're getting stronger <laughs> there there's also buckinghamshire they're there they've got they've got a team now warwickshire they're uh, just started they're right up there they'll have a team very shortly 
Durham, of course, they've already always been there, Durham and Northumberland. We are going to start a provincial league, so it will be an ongoing thing. So each side will play each other throughout the rugby season and there'll be a, um, a champion at the end. We're the current holders of a, the Freemasons Challenge Cup, uh, but that will be named after uh, Sir David Dewarton. That's going to be renamed the Sir David Dewarton Cup. So that's what we'll be playing for. Uh, going, going back to uh, where, where you think it's going, Richard, we, Paul, myself, Daniel, we, we all went to uh, the consecration of the Welsh Rugby Cubs Lodge latter part last year. We get on really, really well with them. They've been in touch and told us that they have a team now. So we're going to put together a side of Freemasons from the whole of England. So all the provincial times, sides will get together, put forward the, their best players. And we'll be travelling to Penarth, which is the home of the Barbarians. And we'll be playing in a, in a charity match against uh, the Welsh Freemasons. Scotland are reforming. So very, very soon, uh, we're not far off almost the five nations of, of international uh, Masonic rugby. That, when, you think, is, when you think this is going to be kicking off then, I know we don't know at the moment, but uh, is this imminent? Are the plans in place? Uh, have all the logistics been done? Uh, they're ongoing. The Welsh game is uh, we're just waiting for a date like i say they've, they've got their side the, the ground's been organized it's really really hard as you know richard it's really really hard during this uh, lockdown to take things too far but uh, yeah generally when something gets said from my experience in freemasonry and something gets said it generally happens the game against wales is definitely going ahead they're looking very very rosy all right, so let's talk about the new lodge then the union of rugby lodge it was due to have been consecrated in in april but for a obvious reasons that didn't happen how disappointed are you that 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 uh, you've had to put that back uh, Richard uh, um, we were uh, extremely disappointed that we had to put that back uh, I think for several reasons one we'd been preparing for that we'd had about six or seven rehearsals in preparation for the consecration of which everyone was attending those consecrations and putting in a lot of effort in relation to designing and making our uh, ceremonies uh, have a touch of uniqueness so we've got it all documented in relation to what we want to do and there's some slight differences to the usual ceremonies ones which we're hoping that everyone will actually enjoy it's been a pleasure to take this forward uh, so to actually have the knockback from the Saturday the 4th of April was a little bit uh, annoying but in terms of public safety we had no option I think the other thing which was annoying for the Union of Rugby Lodges because there are so many provinces now with sporting lodges in particular uh, rugby lodges we'd got a lot of brethren that we've met from up and down the country coming to our consecration and I think the dining list at the time when we had to close it because it was no longer taking place we had about 170 guests coming along to the consecration which uniquely was taking place on a Saturday morning uh, so it was a little bit frustrating for our secretary to write to everybody to say that it wouldn't be taking place uh, but that's now been rescheduled for hopefully Saturday the 17th of October when we expect many of those people just simply transfer their booking to that particular date and uh, we hope to see many familiar faces that we've met on the uh, rugby lodge circuit come to Leicester and enjoy our success on that particular consecration. You, you talk quite passionately about the club and about the lodge as well. Who's been the real driving force behind setting up the Union of Rugby Lodge? Well, this this kind of all started off once we started, well, again, from the talking, we um, we nicknamed ourselves the Type 5. There was uh, us three plus um, 
Paul Cave, um, Richard Ward, and then we we um, gradually, as it progressed, got Bob Ray come in, who's been a tremendous help to the uh, Union of Rugby because his knowledge and his thoroughness of organising things as secretary has been second to none. And as we're all passionate, you know, it's not been a chore, it's been enjoyable. We, we, we meet quite regularly to uh, to have, have meetings and um, discuss ways forward, especially on the the social side, well, while this this virus thing's been shutting us down, we've been trying to meet with, with um, the Zooms as well, but also, you know, planning, or we had quite a few social venues planned to uh, to keep the interest. Bear in mind, initially, we were going to be consecrated last October, and then it was, then it was forwarded onto April, and now possibly onto October. We, we, obviously, we don't know that, but it's just we're, we've got that date in mind just as a, as a guideline. And um, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 getting it's getting quite frustrated that we can't do it, but the enthusiasm's not waning, and we're we're making sure that everybody is still aware and we're keeping um, people informed of what's you know what's going on. Finally, then, guys, what message do you have to any rugby enthusiasts that we've got within the province or beyond that would like to join up their rugby and Freemasonry? What would you say to them? Well, we say, you know, feel welcome to come along and, um, you know, whether it's socially or playing. And, um, I mean, for instance, our water boy is Worshipful Brother Ray Mills and at 73 shows uh, there's no age discrimination. So there's something for everybody to do. If you don't want to play, there's plenty of other things to uh, to get involved with. And, um, and I must say the social side has been quite good. And we've, one of the one of the things that we've introduced to a lot of the uh, province is the three man lift, but uh, you'll have to come along to find out what that is later. Richard, if I could yeah. just add to what uh, Paul's actually said, I think the enthusiasm uh, of what we've witnessed with not only the rugby club but also with the Union of Rugby Lodge uh, has just been absolutely fantastic. And I think it's also uh, an opportune moment to say that this wouldn't have been done without the strong commitment of the tight six. Uh, that have driven this forward together with the other committee members that have come on uh, later in the process and also the ongoing support that we've had from other rugby lodges across the country who've been very very enthusiastic in helping us take the thing forward we've had a lot of help from the lodge of 15 in Essex we've had a lot of help from the um, Welsh uh, rugby clubs lodge uh, in particular Paul Haley all have been uh, sounding boards in relation to what we've done and what we're going through because they have all done it and I think this ethos of uh, sharing it and a word that I use quite often is that we don't need to reinvent the wheel so we have got the support in place to help these rugby clubs and also to help the lodges that have been attempting to consecrate it's been a wonderful learning experience what we've all been through and one which I will certainly look back on in the years to come uh, Mm. to think did we really do that it's been a pleasure to not only work with Jock and Tooney and Paul Cave, Richard Ward. Uh, there's several other people which I think are worthy of note, uh, in particular Mike Bruman from St Mary's Lodge in Melton, I believe. Uh, he's been instrumental as our uh, ADC and uh, striving uh, to achieve perfection at our rehearsals. Uh, we've also got worshipful brother Paul Simpson from Market Harbour who's been extremely positive in terms of helping us in whatever way he can. We've got Greg Viviers and a whole host of other people that have been instrumental in driving this forward and I can only thank them as the Primus Master for the New Lodge for their help support and encouragement along the way. Pretty much any any brother that's out there that's slipped the net and is interested in playing rugby any level 
any level, get in touch. As Paul mentioned, Ray, he can't play rugby, but he, he loves he loves coming. He's water boy. We've got Perry. He can't play rugby, unfortunately. He, he would love to, but he can't. But he's there week in, week out. Any, I don't, I don't know how far and wide this podcast will go, but any any person who has got an interest in joining Freemasonry and an interest in rugby, we're the lodge for you. Get on board. We'll welcome you with, with, with open arms. That's what we're looking for. That's Masons that want to play and non-Masons that want to get into pre-Masonry. Union of Rugby Lodge, 9,989. Get on board. Guys, I take my hat off to you for all the work that you're doing. We have unfortunately run out of time. So I'd like to say thank you very much for your time this afternoon to join us on the podcast. And I wish you all the success, which I know that you'll get with the formation of the Union of Rugby Lodge later this year. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Richard.